0: Hello soccer players, in this episode of the soccer fitness experience, we're going to talk about how you can train in isolation. So we're going to talk about what terms of exercises you can do to improve your strength, agility, endurance, speed, and ball work right here from the comfort of your own home during this isolation period we're all experiencing. So you hope you enjoy the show let's start out very very basic will a six-pack help me as a soccer player logically why pre-game
1: meals are important if you do strength training you can generate more force on the ground it will take you less stride to get to that ball
0: until you get there you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training on top of it right so if you're a player that has Little to no training history. Imagine the, the gains in speed that you
1: can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't, you know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger.
0: Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co host, Andy, What my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, man?
1: tough time man tough time (laughs) tough Tough time time, it is tough time right now with the coronavirus guys it is tough it is tough like you can't even like people are supposed to practice social distancing but you go and then you think about taking a good hike or going to park and take a walk well guess what everyone has the same idea so you can't even find parking to go hiking (laughs) Cause it's, 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 it's packed. We're everywhere. probably
0: gonna, we're probably gonna save this for the next few weeks, but at least I will. But I just want to re- rewind till about three weeks ago. And we had Dr. Mesh Adalja on the podcast and <laughs> we right. both thought he was gas and turns out he was right. And if honestly, if I knew what he knew at that time, I mean, when he was speaking on the podcast, it was with so much urgency and concern. And now I see what he was talking about in terms of the level of urgency that he was speaking with.
1: Yeah, he, he was right. And then now businesses are, are, are freaking out. Like stocks are like dropping like crazy. JetBlue, Delta, all those companies just close to go out of business because their stock is just plummeting.
0: Yeah, I heard on the um, the Eric Thomas podcast that, Delta is projected to go out of business before the end of the summer, which is absolutely insane. So I know,
1: right? And uh, that's one of the best good airline, too. <laughs> that is one of the good. Let, let it, Spirit go. Spirit yeah, can bro. go. It's one of the ones
0: like they're cheap, but like they still show up. They for their still show up, man. man.
1: They still show up. They don't charge you extra no. for like a carry-on. Uh just spirit can go, man. But let Delta <laughs> stay. It is well, crazy
0: out there. Anyway, on today's episode, we're going to talk about um, training in isolation because chances are, if you're listening to this episode, you're stuck in your house, in your apartment, wherever you are, and your gym is closed, your fitness center is closed, your your club is closed to the outside. So, you're stuck at home and we want to make sure that you guys have the proper advice and tools that you need to train right here in your home. So, Um, first we're gonna talk about taking advantage of whatever you have. So whether it be um, a larger basement that you have or you have um, outside a concrete wall you can kick off outside your house or if you have dumbbells or a treadmill or any sort of exercise equipment, you definitely wanna make a list of everything you have and say, okay, what can I use this for? And a lot of the things that you can use this stuff for is to improve your strength. So through body weight training, through single leg training and through plyometrics you can implu- you can improve your strength quite a bit and whatever we think of doing exercises we think of okay i want to throw on more weight to make this exercise tougher and that's very very good in the gym another alternative you can do is say i'm going to make this exercise twice as hard by taking away one of my legs right cuz let's say you're just doing bodyweight squats you know and yeah. let's see you weigh. 150 pounds that means each leg is doing about 75 pounds now if you switch it to single leg you you just double the load for that one leg so that's just one thing you could use to improve your strength
1: yeah that's true um, but you know when you when you we gotta we have to take into account the the, the training experience um of of the, the listener the the person who's listening right so if if you you know you're a high school you know like sophomore freshman, uh, whatnot, and you don't have a lot of training experience, then you know the body weight training can still, you know, keep you keep you fit and keep you from losing all that gain that you you know acquire uh, before. But if you have you know if you have multiple years of experience you in college, um, you know the the body weight training, uh, I would say um. It depends on the things that you do. Um, some of the things are not going to be enough because you need a lot of stimulus to, to, to get your nervous system up. Uh, and for that, I would say, you know, you, you probably, if you have many years of training, lifting experience, training experience, you should probably think more about going into the plyometric zone. Like you do the strength exercise that Andy mentioned, but you add an element of plyometric to it just to tax your nervous system. So you can, high tension, just anything high tension period to get your nervous system excited will do some work in keeping your gains. But if you're thinking about doing like just bodyweight squat, just like that, um, you know, couple lunges here and there, no, that's not going to be enough. You you have to add some plyometrics into it to stimulate your nervous system to keep that gain. Oh, for sure.
0: And that is so key for the high-level athlete, and especially for the youth athlete. You know, bodyweight training, it's probably what you're going to start with anyway. Yes, yeah, um, And the whole goal of this is, while training in isolation, you're probably going to experience a drop in fitness. Our, our main aim is to decrease how steep that drop is. Yeah. Um, so anything that you can do, you want to take advantage of anything – including plyometrics if you have that that higher training experience
1: and as far as agility is concerned that's that that's one that's going to be tough and that's going to be dependent on what you have like if you have a a backyard um that have at least like a 10 yard seven yard space then you can do some small agility work with it and make it kind of like reactive right you set up two cones um, and you use the random generator app that we talked about in previous episode. Um, all you need is execute three cones. Three cones in that random generator app, and then you're running from one cone to the other. Like you label the two cone next to your one and two, and then when the app yells, go to one, and then you quickly go to run, and then you go back to where you started. And then go to two, that way you're reacting, and then you can use the ball at the same time to, to amp it up. Now, if you don't have any space at all, now nah, that's that's one that's gonna be tough. Uh, to say the least. Cause I don't know how you can um, if you're a goalkeeper, you can do <laughs> some high hand coordination <laughs> and agility training at um indoors. But if we're thinking about like running, uh, that's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I don't know if you have any ideas for indoor agility training, but at least for me, at least to get the work that you really need, like you need at least like five to seven yards of space, I would say.
0: And I think this is where you have to decide on what is doable in your environment, right? Because if you don't have, and I, I think you probably do need at least five to 10 yards of space. If you don't have that, then maybe it's best to not spend your time on that and spend your time in other areas where you can improve right? So instead of doing agility
1: within a three yard space, maybe just focus on strength for the next few weeks. My, my, my other suggestion would be to go to a a park and just work on your agility training there, preferably if early in the morning when, um, no one is outside still and just, you know, work on that. You take advantage of that early time, um, to do the agility work because like Andy were talking about in, uh, pre-production podcast, even the parks are getting packed now because everyone has the same idea to go to a park and, you know, do some extra work, walk around. So even that space might not be, (laughs) that kind of real estate might not be um, available. So if you can go early or find a small park at home where there's, you know, no one goes around there, then, then use that, go early in the morning and put in some extra agility work and some speed work. Or even if you um, if you
0: live on a cul-de-sac or if you have a, um, a very flat sidewalk and you want to practice agility just moving side to side, that's another option for mm-hmm. you. And you could also use those same environments to work on your endurance, right? So if you happen to have a treadmill or a bike in your home, that's probably option number one and your go-to choice. Um, if not, you can go running in your neighbor, neighborhood again if it's early and you're able to under your the laws in your town at this time. Um, another thing you could do is indoor circuit training, right? Uh, so yeah. just because you can't run in space, that doesn't mean you can't do things to keep your heart rate high.
1: That is true. I've I've um, I spent a month every morning. Um, I would wake up at seven a.m. and then I'll I'll use to get three shoes set up three shoes like I was setting up three cones in my living room and then just do some ball work in there time myself for and do the ball work for like a minute just go to that 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 um cone and do some some you know like step overs and and some hat dance and go to a different cone go to a different cone and then set the ball somewhere and then do some push up get up and then do the same thing you like yeah, guys I'm telling you you can your heart rate can go really high If you do this nonstop, you have to do it at high intensity too. high intensity. Keep doing for like a minute and then your heart rate will get to like 185, 190. And And one of the things I kind of learned about in in the conferences
0: I went to over the winter was whenever you're doing any drill with a ball versus without a ball, your heart rate will go up an extra 10% if you add a ball in there. Mm-hmm. So I think normally, as strength and conditioning people, we try to say, okay, we'll keep the ball out of our training for now, but maybe this is a time to consider adding it back in because that's one thing we can use to to boost your heart rate up.
1: That's correct. And speed for as as far as speed go, that's that's one that's gonna be tough. If you have a backyard, you can try to like run for to like. 5 to 7 yard but you know some people don't have to, like run at full speed for like 5 to 7 yard and go around the corner and it's going to be it's that one's going to be tough your best bet will be like to like really try to do some speed work outside in in the street like on the sidewalk like oh, if you have a street that's not busy then you can hit those streets there um if you really want to work on um if you want to try to imitate some some sled some sled run you can try to try, try to do some hill work you know find some hill and then run at full speed on top of that hill as long as you know there's a hill you know in the area where you live you know um, make do with what you have that's, that's what i would say definitely make do with what you have and
0: even if you want to incorporate some some ball work into your training as well, you can do that too. This is the perfect place, right? Let's say you have that three to five yard space where it's not enough for true agility work. Like you said, Burr, you can do ball work right, there. right um, there. Combine it with some strength, combine it with some endurance and you'll get what you need to get out of it. And at the same time, right, um, one other thing that you can do to enhance your existing routine is when you're doing your strength work, you can find some sort of external weight, right? So let's say you have a backpack, an old backpack They don't really care about. Go ahead, fill it with rocks, right? That's yeah. a heavy backpack. Use that for squats, you know? Go you ahead, have- find, a, find like a paint bucket, fill that with rocks. Now you got dumbbells or kettlebells for your lunges.
1: You yeah, know? I mean, water bottle. I mean, water bottle. Gallons of water, all those are doable. If you have bins, that's even perfect. You can do a lot of other stuff in there too. And also, you know, this is also a time to if you if you if you feel like you can't do any of the stuff that we talked about, then you know it's time to work on your mobility. You know, there's so many yoga apps out there, you so many yoga um YouTube videos, work on your flexibility. For sure. A ton of options
0: for you guys. Um if you guys have any questions or if you're having trouble making something for yourselves. Um, message me and Berg, me yeah, at the up. football physios, Berg at the soccer obsessed. We got you. We'll, we'll get something together for you.
1: All right. And you know, as usual on doing those, um, unusual time guys, stay strong. Keep your head up. If you feel like you're getting bored, this is actually the perfect time to work on the stuff that we talked about. Cause even <laughs> us, we getting bored at home. Yo, there's <laughs> no we, soccer injuries. I no got soccer. nothing to sh- <laughs> There's no soccer. Oh, I can't man. play soccer. I haven't been playing. I haven't been playing for two weeks. Oh, and yesterday man. i went out to the park Guess your end this is this is where it's gonna start getting me crazy i went out to the park to do some drills i'm like well you know no one's gonna be on the field the next thing you know guess what they're putting a, a a sign that says um field is closed oh yeah even I though the gates are open the other but they have somebody to enforce people not to go and do any sort of training in there you can even walk on a on on a turf man i'm like mm. wow like this is gonna get crazy. How am I supposed to like work on drills? Even going outside to juggle the ball like on a little field. And you can't even do that. Like they have someone mm-hmm. enforcing people not to go on on a on a field to play. And with reason, of course.
0: Yeah. Some of the, the fields by me and the parks by me, they have them roped off in caution tape. Yeah. Um keep in mind, Berg, these are the same parks I was telling you about. Before the podcast started about how you have groups of people hanging out, doing this and that, um, being very close to each other next to parks that have been marked off with caution tape. And it kind of like drives me crazy that like, yo, don't meet up in small groups. Don't meet up with anyone, period. In my opinion, um, it may be okay to leave your house if it's if the laws permit it. But don't leave with anyone else, you know.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Stay strong in those times, man. All right. We'll catch you all next week. We'll catch you on the next one.